once um, I saw a guy who had like braces, something like that, around his knee, and I was running. So since he had that hurt knee, I was faster. So I won <laughs> the race. Um, I arrived where he was, and I said, um, "Sorry, I just wanted to stop you to tell you that Jesus loves you." God loves you and he would love to touch you today. Do you allow me to pray for your need today? So after a bit of time of praying, um, he eventually said, yes, um, it's okay, you can pray for my knee. So we prayed for his knee and in one moment his knee um, got better. He went down to side, whatever, and there was no more pain. So later I told him a little bit about how I had experienced God because one of the most um, important um, experiences I had is that God is a good father. So I shared with him, oh, God is so proud of you. Um, Papa has so much joy, so many good thoughts over you. I gave him a hug and he started to cry. And today I felt that God wants to remind us he does that again and again and again. He doesn't get tired of encountering us in these forms. He doesn't get tired of healing. He doesn't get tired of meeting us, of encountering us with that hug when we need it. He doesn't change the way he's... And Papa, I give you thanks that you are always working. Thank you that you keep encountering us in these places and I pray that every person that came today with hunger and um, that your blessing would come and I pray for this encounter more than anything I pray that these people can leave with an encounter like never before <laughs> amen C come on I enjoy seeing your beautiful faces today <laughs> Some of you have already seen in the morning. We have one service at 11 in the morning and one at 6 in the evening. I, I just I love seeing you here. <laughs> um, today I want to talk about a topic that maybe sometimes with some people is a challenge because they have never been taught well and I've just like heard or you have heard stories and from those you have formed your opinion. Today I want to talk about the topic of tithing and how and like the effect it has on our lives. Um, but mainly I want to look at the heart behind tithing. One of the things most interesting um, that I've heard in the streets is that <laughs> uh, we need to tithe in order to pay God for the air we are breathing. Well, that is definitely not the truth and that is not what I'm thinking. I don't think it has anything to do with paying God. So more than like Rather than bringing my opinion, I'd like to bring to you what the Bible teaches about this topic. Because I feel like this is a topic um, where people easily form their opinions through like some stories they've heard. But I want to look where it comes from biblically. 
What is the biblical root for tithing? What is the biblical truth on this topic? And yeah, everything else you don't hear here, you can cut off. No, um, don't cut off the good things. But some of the things or some of the opinions you have heard, um, yeah, might be wrong or might we might put the might be able to put them in new light today. So you're not paying God. It's that easy. I don't know what your Bible says, but my Bible says that God created the whole world. He created the whole world. That includes all the gold, all the silver, and the bananas. God um, created all the things of this world. But this morning I mixed up bananas and um, silver. God created the whole world and he, if he would need something, he would just create it. Sure. So in the whole story of creation, there's only one thing God didn't create. But he created the perfect place, the perfect situation for that thing to be birthed. What I'm talking about is love. God can create all the gold that he wants. <laughs> and my Bible says that in heaven we will see streets of gold. So God just makes the thing when he wants them. There's only one thing that depends on us, on you and me, uh, whether God receives it. And this is love. God does not force you to love him. He loves you 100% and just waits for you to love him too. But the love is your decision. It's your decision to say, yes, I love him, or no, I don't love him. Let us um, look a bit more at how the Bible describes love. In Luke 10, 27, it says, Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength, and with all your mind. And when we look at this type of love, there is a description in 1 Corinthians 13, verses 6 and 7. There it says, Love finds no joy in unrighteousness, but rejoices in the truth. It bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. Okay, so what is love? Love believes everything. What does that mean? What does it mean to believe? For me, a part of believing means, uh, means having hope, means having faith in something or somebody. Biblically speaking, love, or one of the understandings of love, is that love believes everything. And I believe with tithing, um, yeah, as I explained before, um, if God wants gold, he can just make gold. He created the heaven and the earth, he can make whatever he wants. So a tithing is not about paying God or giving him something he couldn't make himself. The only thing he can't make in himself because you are not a puppet is love. And love is the trust, is the faith, is believing in him. And a part of the challenge in tithing is 
is that biblically speaking, uh, tithing does not mean that you spend money over the month and then in the end you give whatever you have left. Biblically speaking, um, tithing means you give before you have any money. Um, so you tithe in the beginning of the month and then for the rest of the month you live uh, with the trust that God will provide. Even so, this money belongs to me. I'm going to give it to God and believe and trust that during the other 30 days of this month, you will provide for me. This um, belief, this trust in him, this is love. And love is something that he will never force. He will never force you to love you. It is a voluntary decision. Love is always voluntary. Love can't be forced. And that's what we can see in Genesis 4. There we read about Cain and Abel. And we read that after the creation of the world, the two brothers are giving sacrifices to God. And here's where it gets interesting to me. God never asked for a sacrifice. We don't find a verse there in Genesis 4 where it says, hey, give me something of your harvest. Give me something, some of your animals. We don't find this verse. So I want to propose that tithing does not just have to do with a law, with an order to do it, but because we already find it here in the beginning of the Bible, I propose that tithing has to do with something in our heart that we love. What happens when we choose to live this lifestyle of tithing is that we are creating a memorial in heaven. Tithing will never earn you something with God. It will never force God to do anything. He is the best father of the world. You don't need to like twist his arm behind his back. But you are creating a memorial in heaven. That is a foundation on which God loves to move. Here's what happens. When you, if you would ask people who are tithing, um, they could certainly tell you stories of how God is moving in their lives, not because they're forcing God to do it, but this lifestyle of tithing every month constructs memorials in heaven, and God loves to, to pass by those memorials and say, ah, yeah, I would love to do this thing in their life. What is the reason that we sometimes struggle with tithing? I think it has a lot to do with our hearts. One of the things that holds us back is fear. Fear of not having enough. Do you know what um, Matthew 6 says? If you seek the kingdom of God first, he will provide everything. Somebody once asked us whether we have the money to have a baby. And I said, well, I don't know. I think yes. 
Um, for me, the decisions of life don't start with this thought, do I have enough finances to have kids or not? My decisions, I just go with all I have, with all my strength, with all my finances um, after the kingdom of God. And I want that in my private life as well as in my ministry. So this is the lifestyle uh, we chose. So part of this lifestyle has been in various situations of our lives. We don't know how this will work out. But again and again we have seen that Matthew 6 is true that if you go after the kingdom of God he will provide and this is not just true for missionaries or pastors who work full-time you can go after the kingdom of God in your life you can construct the kingdom of God through your life and what if when you go after the kingdom of God a hundred percent you know he will come with his miracles and he will provide for you. One of the reasons we don't tithe is, well, what if when I give 10% of my salary, there's not enough left for me? I want to propose um, today that the problem is not so much in tithing, but in the heart of that person. And um, I don't know about you, but I like to be free of fear. So invite God, invite him, and invite him to give you new trust. Invite him to show you your goodness. Let your heart be marked by how good God is. And that Matthew 6 is true, that when you seek his kingdom, he will provide for what you need. I believe another part it's connected, but it has to do um, with the trust we have towards him. So a third uh, reason we don't tithe. The Bible mentions that people can serve the mammon. It is possible that somebody is um, governed um, through money. And that because of that, they are not living um, their lifestyle of tithing. How does that look? It can look in two forms. I think money can have control over us in two ways. One is that a person can't have enough money and can't manage it well. And they are controlled by wanting more money. And the other way is where we don't have any money. Um, that can be equally can have equally control over your life um, how we how we live how we see God and the Bible says both cases where the money has control over your life it doesn't matter how much money you have it's not about the amount it's about the effect money has on your heart so if in any point money affects um, yeah, you in, in a controlling way, you need to become free of that. So one way of breaking those chains is to say, you know what, Jesus, here are my 10%. Just 
take it and I will break those ties I have to money. I believe another thing can be another reason why people maybe don't tithe is historically in the church yeah there has it has happened that people don't um, manage money well so I'm not saying that this has never happened yes this happened but I've also learned something in my life you can take whatever good thing of this world and change it and transform it into something bad. Uh, the people have taken the Bible and started um, wars uh, founded on that. This is not what it says in the Bible. You can take a good idea, a good design and transform it into something bad. Tithing in itself has nothing to do with God robbing from us or some leaders robbing from us. No, no, no. There's a meaning and an intention completely different. Is it possible to manipulate it? Yeah, of course, but it doesn't have to be that way. I believe sometimes because of having heard stories where this happened, um, this has affected our hearts, so no, no, I won't trust anymore, no, I won't do it anymore. I don't know how to say it or what to say. Here's what I want to say. My wife and I, leading this church with our private finances, I live it. Months from months and months. Um, I lived it and I've lived it before I was in this church because this is my value. And as well as a church, uh, we give our like tenth to another church because we believe as a church we are also blessed by that and we also don't want to be governed by money. So as a church we are also tithing. And if one day you have doubts about how we um, manage our money here, uh, you're very welcome to ask Abby, Marie or me, ask us um, how we manage money and we would be happy to explain it to you. We are not hiding things here. And I have experienced that when I trust leadership, anointing flows from them. And when I don't trust in leadership, I end up in isolation and I've never seen fruit from that. So this is what can happen with money and trusting in leadership. So my invitation is, if you have any doubts about how things are happening here, talk to me and I would like to explain it to you. That's what I can offer to you because I know and I'm convicted that in the future, um, yeah, we will also treat money well here. So it is um, really important to reestablish our trust into leadership because from there um, God will pour out anointing. So what did we learn? A lot of things. 
tithing is voluntary. It doesn't work to force it. So that's why here many times when there is an invitation to tithe, we say that it's voluntary because we know it needs to come from a voluntary heart position. But it does come with a very strong fruit in our life. That's why I'm so convicted to live it in all of my life seasons. And tithing, biblically, in the Old Testament, when there are those instructions on tithing, it says that tithing is 10% of the harvest. Well, I know today it's a bit different, because at least for me, I don't have a harvest. <laughs> I would like to, but I don't have a harvest. So today, things happen a bit different, look a bit different. But I believe the understanding is the same. So in earlier days, they had their harvest. Um, well, but today it looks in the way where I look at what do I have on a monthly basis, and then I take 10% of that. And with those 10%, I don't wait until the end of the month, because that wouldn't take trust on my side. So instead, I do it in the beginning of the month, because this way I need trust to, for God to provide for me for the rest of the months. Trust determines love. Here nobody will force you in no part of tithing. But yes, I do feel an invitation from God where we have a heart of doubts or pain or with distrust, where we don't know um, whether this will work out. I do feel there is a challenge from God today that we voluntarily in our own time ask um, this question to God. How about I start anew? Maybe I will choose this lifestyle another time because I want to have this food in my life I want to be that free and I want to have those memorials constructed and I want to see those fruits poured out I know that many of you already live that and we honor that every week we are praying for you every week because we want to see um, those um, fruit of trust um, in your life but if you um, have never done that for whatever reason. If there's still a question about that, um, why don't you bring it to your life group? Ask your life group leaders. They want to help you to be free of all kinds of fear, of all kinds of control, so that yeah, you can see that fruit in your life, that you can enter into that fullness that Jesus has for us. Are you with me? Okay, let's pray. Papa, thank you. Thank you for this incredible opportunity. Thank you for making us free of all control. And I pray that you make this a house where revelation keeps flowing and flowing and flowing. I give you thanks for this opportunity to doing it, for being so free with our money. And I pray that you guard this liberty there, there is today about this topic. 
help us in our hearts, work in our hearts to really give you all and see those fruits in our life. And for those people who have already lived this lifestyle, I pray that in these weeks, new miracles happen. I pray that miracles in their work, the, of promotion or just like gifts of favor, I pray that the doors of heaven open over these people and that you pour out this fruit that you have promised. I pray that in this season, <laughs> uh, Christmas will be sooner, will be closer. I pray that those um, gifts, those miracles will happen. And I, I give you thanks for what you've already done. And I give you thanks for the gifts that are going to come. Thank you that you have um, the best intention for us. Thank you that all you do is for love, love for us. Amen.